Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 1. Good to be a Christian this morning. Great honor and a great privilege this morning to be part of that royal family of God. It's, it's, I think it's a greater privilege than what we realize most of the time. My, uh, Bill Gates, he might have billions of dollars and live in a mansion, but and I live in a double wide, but if he don't know Jesus, I'm, I'm far more wealthier than what he is. He's only got a hell to look forward to, but I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God this morning. My, what a privilege it is. We, my, it's an honor. My, to be off of that runaway train to a devil's hell this morning and be on our... Be all, as Brother Raj always put it, that trap door, we no longer have to live on that trap door, that any moment of time we could have slipped into the pits of hell. But Jesus saved us, and He redeemed us, and He, he bought us, <laughs> He paid our sin debt, praise His high, He wrote our names in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, bless His high and holy name. And now I can go through life, and I've got hope, and I've got peace. Hallelujah. I'm not living on sinking sand, but I built my life up on a solid foundation this morning. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, praise Him. I've got hope this morning. I've got peace this morning. I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God. Oh, praise Him. There's no, I'm telling you, it's a great honor and it's a great privilege. Far, far greater than what we realize, I believe, this morning. Chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, Now now these are the commandments, the statues, and the judgments. Now what Moses is talking about now is those Ten Commandments. Those Ten Commandments, and, and then back in five, five, chapter 5 and verse 5, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. And, and now these commandments, and, and, and you know, we've, we should never forget those Ten Commandments, and we should never forget where the Lord brought us from. That's, that's, that's verse 5, where the Lord brought us from. We, we was lost, we was undone, we was in the house of bondage, we was in the world, but Christ brought us out of the world, right. put our feet on a solid foundation. We're no longer enslaved, we're no longer in bondage, but Jesus has given us liberty and he said, now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. Now, the children of Israel, they, they made a great, great mistake. They, they, they didn't take the heed to Moses' advice. My, if they just would have took his advice, but they didn't. And they got up there in that land that flows with milk and honey. They got up there in houses that they didn't build, vineyards that they didn't plant. And God blessed them abundantly and above. But they got over there and they got to live. And I think the same thing's happening to our own nation. God's blessed us above any other nation's been blessed. But we've forgotten our roots. <laughs> we've forgotten where we came from. My, it was God that blessed us. Amen. It wasn't education. <laughs> it wasn't the federal government, the state. It was God that blessed us. It was God that reached way down and delivered us. And, and a lot of people in our nation has forgotten. It's God that's brought all these blessings. Hallelujah. And that's what the nation of Israel done. 
And they forgot. It was God that gave them all of this. And, and they began to break those commandments and those statues. And, and it, it, it wreaked havoc. Wreaked havoc in their nation. It, it absolutely wreaked havoc. And, 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 and it wreaked havoc in our own personal lives. You, do you see this? They went up to possess the, uh, the, the promised land, the land that flowed. But it's all allegoric for us today of, of living that victorious Christian life. And, and it's great that God has saved us. It, it's great that he's put us on a solid foundation. It's great that he's delivered us. But we don't take this Christian life that he's given us and forget what he's done for us. We should never forget the ditch that he found us in. The trap door that he got us off of. And he put us on a solid foundation. And he gave us a brand new start in life. And I just, I know I say this all the time, but I just cannot accept this easy gracism. My, I just can't accept that you can go and just live any way you want to and then repent and that makes everything. It don't work like that. It just absolutely does. There's a price and there's a cost that is associated with sin. They always are. Which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land where you go to possess. And then over in verse 2, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. we got to fear the Lord thy God. Now, now God... God's loving and, and God's merciful and God's kind and God's long-suffering. And, and if I sin against Him, thank God I can go to Him and I've got an advocate with the Father and I can be fit, forgiven and pardoned as far as my soul going to heaven is concerned. But that don't mean that they ain't a cost associated with that sin. There's always a cost. And, and the fear of the... God, fear of the Lord. I see Israel got up there into the promised land enjoying all the spoil that God gave them and they forgot to fear God. <laughs> the fear of God. Now, uh, fear of God, I, I don't think it ever clicked, especially this generation here in the wilderness. And I don't think it's ever clicked among a lot of Christian folks throughout our land uh, what, the, what it really is to fear God. They, they've not really ever... Uh, tuck it in and they've not really accepted it and they never really understood what it is to fear God this morning. If one part of fearing God is believe that we should be so in love with Jesus that we don't want to disappoint Him. He's never disappointed us. He's never been slack concerning His promises. He's never come up short. He's never failed us. He's always been there when we needed Him. Hallelujah! But, but And we should... But want to repay that and, and never want to dis, be, fear to disappoint him and let him down. And another part of that fear is now there's the consequences to sin. It's always a cost associated to that. That's the fear. It's not as much as God, that fearing God. Now we fear God because he's a God of judgment, he's a God of righteousness. But there's a reason why God gave us these Ten Commandments. There's a reason. Because if we break these Ten Commandments, there's going to be a price and there's going to be a cost. Uh, in our life, sin never comes cheap. Amen. There's always a great cost. Uh, talk to King David about it. Yeah. King David went and, and, he, and he seen Bathsheba down on the housetop. 
I, th- I bet David a thousand times over wished he'd have never seen that lady on that housetop that day. Because he paid a dear price the rest of his life. It was, He repented. You can find back there in the Psalms where he went to God and repented. And I believe God forgave him and pardoned him. But that David paid for the rest of his life for that sin. It wreaked havoc with that throughout his family, throughout his kingdom. All the days of his life, David reaped from that sin. And it's the same way in our day and time. It ain't no different. God never changes. Sin never changes. You can't go out and tell a little white lie and there not be a cost associated with it. You can't look at that pretty lady going down the street and lust after her and there not be a cost associated with it. There's going to be a high cost and a high price and it'll wreak havoc in your life every time. Every time it'll come back on you. Cast your bread up on the water. Many days it'll return unto you. And you can't play around with these sin and get by with it. This is the... The great spiritual advice Moses tried to give to the children of Israel. And he's trying to give it to us here this morning. You can't play around with sin and get by with it. Hallelujah. There's a little boy. and They asked a group of kids one time. Preacher did. He said, uh, uh, you know what a lie is? And one little boy raised his hand up and said, I know, I know. He said, all right, son, what is it? He said, well, it's an abomination in the presence of the Lord. It's an abomination unto the Lord. And it's an ever-present help in the time of need. It's not an ever-present help. It'll never be an ever-present help in the time of need. They will always be a high cost. I don't care if it's just a little white lie. There's always going to be a cost. And, And this is the advice Moses is trying to give. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. Yeah. My, he's loving and he's merciful and he's always willing to forgive. But there's a reason why he gives us these guidelines to live by. There's a reason. He didn't just out of the air say, well, you can do this and you can do that. And you can. He didn't do that. But he looked at our lives and, and he knows what we are, that we're just flesh and blood. He knows that we was born altogether in sin. He knows that these kind of sins attract this old flesh of ours. And he gives us these guidelines not to hurt us, not to hinder us, but to help us. And there will be, always be a cost associated with these sins. It will always catch you that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. To keep all his statutes and his commandments. My, is to our benefit. And look at this. Which I command thee, and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Prolonged. It'll prolong our days by, uh, by obeying God, by living according to the, guide, the, 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 the guidelines that he gives us to live by. Learning those Ten Commandments, knowing those Ten Commandments, living by those Ten Commandments. It'll prolong our days in this life. And he said that thou son and thy son's son and thy son and thy grandchildren, my, they should keep these laws all the days of their life, that it may prolong your days. And, 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 and it would prolong their days there in the... In the promised land, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. And he says, Hear therefore, verse 3, O Israel, and observe to do it. Now, here, <laughs> Moses is not just giving some lecture. Moses is just not just talking to be talking, but he's giving some great advice. Hear therefore, O Israel, observe and do it. 
Don't, don't, don't let it go in one ear and out the other ear. Do you see? That's what the children of Israel done. They're in the wilderness. It went in one ear, went right out the other ear. They went up there and they done contrary to the will of God. And it cost them a high price. A high price. I believe they could have got all the land that was promised. They've never yet to this day got all the land that was promised to them. I believe they probably will in the millennial reign finally get all that land that was. But they could have had it then. They could still have it now. But they wasn't willing to, uh, to fully surrender. He wasn't willing to fully follow after God. They wasn't, it never did click in their minds that what it meant to fear God, to realize the cost of sin, to realize the cost it is by, by not living in God's will and in God's path and in God's way. Hear therefore, Israel, observe to do it. Don't, don't, don't just do it, he said, that it may be well with thee. Do you see, God wasn't telling them of this, and Moses wasn't telling them this for their benefit, but, but, but it was for theirs. That it may be well. It's not going to be well with you if you don't observe God's statutes and God's law. It's not going to be well with you if you, you walk after the flesh and do your own thing and live your own life. It, do you see this, this old flesh of ours? It'll self-destruct. It's, it's, it'll never get right. It'll never do right. It'll never learn right. Uh, only thing we can do, like Paul said, is crucify the flesh. Need to get poor old Jesus out of the dark trunk and put the flesh back there. And give the Spirit of God right away in our lives. Do, do you see that it may be well with thee? It'll be well with thee. It's never going to be well. It's never going to be well as long as poor old Jesus is back there in the dark trunk. You only get him out when you need him. He's, he's got to be out in the forefront of our life. <laughs> out in the forefront and follow him. Hear therefore, Israel, observe to do it that it may be well with thee and that you may increase mightily. Do you see Israel could have increased mightily? They, they could have got all that land that was promised to them. Could have had it to this day. They could have increased mightily. But, but, but for us today, it's, it's all allegoric for us today now that we might increase. Do you see... Uh, uh, most of us could be a better Christian than what we are. <laughs> uh, some, but now I don't know if it's true or not, but some believe that when we get to the judgment seat of Christ and stand there, that Christ is going to show us what we could have been if we'd have just been obedient, if we'd have just wholeheartedly followed after Him. But, but my, I, all of us has got room to move up. All of us has got room to get closer. And, and the only way to get, you, do you see that you might increase mightily. We can increase mightily. Do you see? We're privileged this morning. I've already told you we're privileged. We've come up out, out from among the world. We're no longer enslaved and we're no longer in bondage. Hallelujah. We're no longer living on the trap door that any moment we could fall into hell. We've been placed on a solid foundation. We've got access to God the Father. That's something these people didn't have. We've got access to the completed Word of God, something these people didn't have. We've got access to the Holy Ghost indwelling us. That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that is able to strengthen our mortal bodies and cause us to do good. Do you see we're standing here this morning without excuse? He's given us every tool we need to be more than overcomers through Christ who loves us this morning. He's given us every tool that we need that we might draw nigh to God and surrender our lives to God and live our
powerless for God. We've got way more than what they had this morning. We're going to be held far more accountable than what they was. Uh, because more given, the more is going to be required. And we can increase mightily in this thing. We don't have to be beat down by the flesh and beat down by the devil. We don't have to be run up one side of the road by the devil and back down the other side. We've come out from among the world. We're children of the Most High God. We've got access to our Father at any time of the day and any time of the He said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be open unto you. Seek and you shall find. There's no way on God's green earth God would turn any of His children away wanting to get closer to Him, Amen. wanting to live better and wanting to do more, be more like Christ. He said that you may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. My, they went to that land flowing with milk and honey. And we today, we can live that victorious Christian life. There ain't enough devils in hell to keep us from doing it. Greater is he that is in us. We've got access. This thing's real. My, my, we're going to be like Moses. We're going to be like Moses. We're going to take God at his word. Oh, we're going to be like the children of Israel. We ain't going to believe it until we see it with our eyes. My, we can take God. We, we can't believe our eyes anyway. Ten people can see the same accident and have a different testimony. But we can believe God. We can believe everything that God said. He's never failed. He's never come up short. He's never been slight. My, he's a God worth praising and worth honoring. Praise his high and holy name.